impartation without preparation is immature at best. Yes. I believe a lot of people want the impartation from a great leader without the mentoring, mm. without the five to seven years of slowly being groomed into a level of competency on whatever endeavor you're in. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Welcome to Coach and Joe. I'm here with Michael Thornton. Michael, God's been talking to you a lot recently about this word preparation. What's he showing you? Well, you know, we had a staff meeting here uh, last week that you taught uh, at the staff meeting. And basically the word was basically uh, helping us prepare a plan, get a plan, have a plan ready. You know, you mentioned Atomic Habits by James Clear, mm. which is about really developing small goals, small plans over a long period of time that lead to breakthroughs. And um, I've been really thinking about that. And God has really been speaking to me a lot about the book of Daniel and this word about preparation. I even feel that this is a word larger for the body of Christ this year and that the Lord is really putting an emphasis on preparing. He's preparing leaders. He's preparing organizations. He's preparing people in many different ways, but it's, it's something that he's really been burning in me. I'm a big believer in impartation. <clears throat> mm. uh, I know that Paul talks about laying on of hands. I have seen many, many times the power of impartation. It's powerful. I had a powerful man of God that had a large sphere of influence lay hands on me mm. and bless me with a gift of leadership. And it's undeniable when that man prayed for me, if I said his name, you would know it. So it's, I felt like something went into me. The mm. other side of the coin is impartation without preparation is immature at best. Yes. I believe a lot of people want the impartation from a great leader without the mentoring. Mm without the five to seven years of slowly being groomed into a level of competency on whatever endeavor you're in. Preparation is a necessity for all of our military branches. Yes. Preparation is a necessity for any great leader. There's an illegal misconception mm -hmm. in the charismatic stream that does not have a, a, more, a more full, robust picture of impartation. Impartation without preparation, without the work, without yes. the atomic habits. 17 years, Joseph, in Potiphar's house. Yes. There's something about preparation that God honors. Yeah, he he absolutely loved it. And, you know, I, let me share this, uh, what he showed me about, about Daniel. You know, I've been reading about, you know, Babylon basically took Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, I didn't realize they were they were 17 years old. Daniel was 17 years old when he was exiled into Babylon. But but the Babylonian culture is what really got me. And because at the time when Babylon took those guys from the palace, it was, I didn't know this, but it was customary for Babylon to take the next generation, the promising next wave of leaders into their culture and train them and educate them. And that's what happened with Daniel. But here's something interesting about the Babylonian spirit or the Babylonian culture. In that time, what Babylon was known for is that they would take the captives of the people they conquered and let them still practice their faith. But they had to tolerate and accept every other faith in Babylon, which were there a lot. So it led to a huge tolerance and accepting of all religions and all faiths. And to me, that sounds a lot like where America is today and the American culture. So as you look at Daniel, I believe it's a prototype. What God does in Daniel and those boys is a prototype of preparation to really not just not just to be aware of the Babylonian system, but actually how do we go on the offense and attack a secular worldview and a secular culture 
with being prepared. <laughs> Michael, you, you get me wound up. Come on. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. What is your working definition of a Babylonian culture back then and now? Simply put, uh, a Babylonian spirit is basically tolerance. It's we will tolerate, let's say in the area of, of faith and religion, we will tolerate all religions and all faiths. Um, you, can, you, can, you can believe your truth, but don't mess with my truth. Basically, that was Babylon then, and that's what Babylon is now. I wrote a book called God is Shaking His Temple, mm. and it's a book on the fear of the Lord returning to the Excellent. church and specifically how God is shaking systems. I just had uh, a coffee before we started filming with a, a wealthy business owner that is passionate about systems that infiltrate a Babylonian culture mm. like you're talking about. Wow. One of the things that we've done here is to create a system that's a little bit different from your normal local church. If I'm being honest, people bring their families now, husbands bring their families if a husband comes to church sporadically, not very consistent for a 30-minute sermon one day a week that you may get twice every six weeks, which is one hour out of six weeks. Yeah. Well, there's another way to go about that. We've created a hybrid school model here Yes. that forces parents to engage the conversation on what it looks like to disciple their children mm. with a model of education that now we're getting kids from 8 in the morning till 3.30 p.m. four days a week. If you look at that system right there, that system is a better plan of attack towards yes. a Babylonian system that we find ourselves in now than a sermon, a couple of sermons every six weeks. What I discern in Scripture is that the Father will take a long amount of time, at least on our end, he sees mm. time differently than we do, to groom a Joseph for an assignment, Yes, to groom a Daniel for an assignment. You are very passionate about Garden College. Take, we take three years mm. to raise up a lot of people that are going to go into the marketplace with the DNA of connection with the Father. Yes, It's the word yada we talk about, intimacy with God but into a system that is getting worse by the day. Mm. There is a hit and miss approach, and there is a better way to send these young people out into a Babylonian system. God gave you revelation on how Daniel did it. So let's just don't, let's don't talk about the why. I know the why. We get it. We see where the yes. agenda of America is going. Yes. We all want to save our kids. I get it. There's a system. There's a better way to do that than other systems. How did Daniel do it in what God showed you in the Bible about Daniel's school of prophets? When Daniel first gets to Babylon, he's faced with this scenario where the king of uh, the, the chief of Nebuchadnezzar's army is going to bring him wine and choice meats and food from the king's table. And it's not so much the meat and the wine, it's that they were dedicated to idols. And that's what really defiled them. And Daniel knew he couldn't take that. He, he was going to take a stand. So the word said he was resolved that he was not going to eat that. So Daniel is honoring, but he says, give your servants what food, food and uh, vegetables and water for 10 days. Test us and see. And we know that Daniel passed the test. A lot of people read through that chapter and they're like, wow, 10 days, you know, basically vegetables and water. And then he went back to eating normally. Mm -mm. For the next three years, chapter one says Daniel continued to not eat meat or the king's wine. Atomic habits. Atomic habits. And so Daniel began to cultivate a lifestyle of fasting. There was a preparation of fasting, of being set apart, that I began to really set Daniel um, into a category all of his own. Now, the backside of that 
in chapter one that says, and God gave Daniel and those guys, they had 10, they were 10 times better than all of the leading magicians and artists at the time, which is wild because if you put it in today's context, it'd be like, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon, it was the center of thought, education, architecture, government, business, finance, trade in the world at that time. And his senior leadership team, I mean, this is like Apple, this is Google, this is all of Silicon Valley, and all of their uh, brilliancy was not enough to, 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 uh, to match what Daniel and those guys carried because they began to set themselves apart and answer God by fasting and praying. You want to know if I'm Satan, what I would do to destroy mm. America and destroy the world? Attack a country's political system, mm. their modes of media, yes. social media, Shoo. media on TV, and school systems. Man. So the question for leaders that want to really be a problem for the kingdom of darkness What's the best way to go about raising up this next generation to come against what the enemy's doing? Is it really another ministry event gathered around the speaking ability of a person mm. only to just get a prophetic word, I guess? Or should we be developing systems the way Daniel did to raise up the younger ones to now engage a Babylonian system I think the system needs to change. Yes. God is shaking systems. Yes. Right now. Mm. There and and I have said this prophetically and we're actually doing something about it here. You will see in our lifetimes the public education system shift and morph in ways we never thought possible. When my wife was yeah. a young person mm. in her elementary school in Tifton, Georgia, they read the Bible in her public school system. Yep. There's coming a day, the stats are already staggering, where parents are going to continue to pull their kids out of public school systems. Oh, man. Because Satan honestly gets to a culture through his own systems. Yes. So if Satan loves systems, maybe father's kids should love systems as well to combat what we see happening. To that point, there was a well-known speaker that just gave a presentation not that long ago that I happened to catch, and it was on AI artificial intelligence and how this is impacting obviously our world, but but at the university and college level tremendously. And he said they just developed a, a program in AI, which basically is that you could take this program and you can speak into it and basically say, I need a five page essay on salvation through Jesus, but using Buddhist Hindu text with the gospel. And within three minutes, this system creates this beautiful, I mean, unbelievable scholar, scholarly type essay with all of those sources and everything. And it's unbelievable to me because, wow, that that is mixing so many truths and, and so many things. It's really causing a lot of confusion. But that is something that could be presented or introduced professors, students, you know, in a few years from now, but there's already that conversation. I mean, that is artificial intelligence, but there is good news on the other side of that. And we talked about this in a staff meeting we recently had in that back to Daniel. So even though artificial intelligence may be on the rise in this country, and we know it is, there's something greater that we have through our connection with Abba and that we have access to something I call DI that overrides AI. And DI is divine intelligence. And divine intelligence will override artificial intelligence any day of the week. And that's where intimacy with God matters. Yes. Whether you're a lawyer, a politician, 
a lead pastor, a real estate the real estate investor. God's the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Wow. You know, he's shown me there's two things a person needs to change. Two two things. Desire and a system. Mm. There's two words that should be driving every leader. A lot of church leaders listen to this this podcast. You need desire and you need a system. Desire comes from That's you so shall good. seek me and you shall find me mm. when you seek me with all of your heart. Sure. I joined a recovery group for bad eating patterns recently, and I've just noticed that these people change in this recovery group when they're ready to change. When they're ready. But then after they snap, after the alcoholic says, I'm done drinking, then you've got to find a system. Do you understand, Michael Thornton, that mm. AA 12 steps have not changed since the 1930s? Well, tell me, you got to say this, that you told, you researched this. It was started. It was started by a priest or a pastor. Episcopal, Episcopal or Anglican? Anglican, Episcopal priest. A Episcopal priest. priest. Yes. Started a Matter of fact, someone just gave me Bill W.'s uh, mentor's recovery, his book, The Story of Bill W. Sponsor. Wow. This is where I'm trying to go with this. Crazy. AA is a system matched with the desire. It's a system. Mm. You hear people all the time in my Overeaters Anonymous class. And it's wild. I've lost 26 pounds since I joined this class. And, and you say, why? Well, my desire was there, but honestly, Michael, it's the system. Mm. You hear people say all the time, just work the steps, work the steps, work the steps. You know what the system is to my recovery of eating terrible food and overeating? Getting around a community of like-minded people that have had breakthrough, Revelation 12, 11, yep. and stick to the system. Wow. They don't tell you what eating plan to have, by the way. It, it, I love what they say That's about this. Really good. It's not the plan. You got to work the plan in mm -hmm. order for the plan to work. And so if you're a leader of a local body, what is your system? Mm. Man, I'm getting a word of knowledge right now. Mm. Charisma gifts are great. But if your ministry revolves around your gift, mm -hmm. what are you doing? That's so good. It's um, create the system, the, 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 the desire, the passion, the, the charisma gift. It'll take you so far. But a system with that together will take it a whole lot farther. This is the word the Lord gave me about preparation and plan. We talked about this. Jeremiah 29, 11, great are the plans I have for you. Yep. We all know that God has a plan and we want that plan. Yep. But preparation is the key yes. to accessing his plan for your life. And I think preparation, there's a habitual discipline to it where you work the plan when you want to and when you don't yes. want to. Yes. Just work the plan. Mm. And what the Father is really continuing to show me, and I'm going to continue to minister on, there, he actually is taking his hands off of ministries that the plan revolves around the person's gift. Let me give you an example. That's really good. A lot of lead pastors, if they don't speak that morning, giving goes down 30 to 40%. It's because the system revolves around a person. Mm. Jim Collins said in Good to Great, the greatest leaders in the world are always working themselves out of a job. Kind of reminds me of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes. Remember uh -huh. Philip? Where, where are you going? You're not going anywhere. Right. It's better for you if I go, listen, any man believes in me will do the same things I have done. Mm. Even greater things will he do. Jesus did not just share his gift. Mm -mm. Jesus did not just lay down his life. Jesus did not just show us the Father. He also showed us a system on how to multiply ourselves. So good. God's favor is going to hit ministries and businesses in 2023 that focus on the model of multiplication. Mm. This shows up in Genesis 1 and 2, Michael. Yes, it does. It shows up in the beginning days. Mm. 
you'd be surprised how many businesses and ministries don't revolve around multiplication. They revolve around a person's gift. And then we count success by how many people are coming to show up to listen to that same person over and over Mm -hmm. and over. Then we become addicted to who's following me on social media. You need to become addicted to a system that will overcome Babylonian culture way beyond when Mm -hmm. you are dead. Will you speak a blessing over leaders listening to us that they would really spend time crafting a system to go Mm -hmm. after the enemy? Father, right now, we just declare your plans and your blueprints to be revealed to every leader watching and listening to this show right now. I declare the spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall on them right now, wherever they are. Give them wisdom, give them insight to show them uh, every step that they need to take. It says that when you commit everything to the Lord, you shall succeed. I pray for the desire to commit everything to you, to surrender it all, to hold nothing back. I pray that fire, that desire, just to overcome every leader right now, that they would not be afraid of sticking to the plan, but that they would have strength in this year, in this calendar year, that they would find strength where they have no strength in you to stick to the plan, even when it hurts, even when it doesn't make sense, even when they want to give up. I pray for that type of perseverance, that long-suffering that you have have Jesus to be literally in them in Jesus name be blessed thanks for joining us on the coach and Joe leadership podcast don't miss the coach and Joe talk show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources blogs and merch we will see you next time